Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning the last Aliyah in Parshas Vayetze, Vayetze Shvi. This Aliyah is on the topic of the Armenian-Hebrew alliance. It is only 15 psukim long, which is shorter than some of the Aliyahs we've just been looking at. It's from Perek Lamed Aleph, Pasuk Mem Dalit, to, to Perek Lamed Beis, Pasuk Gimel. Let's take a look at a brief summary and then we'll think about some points to ponder. So we hear now the, um, that Lavan and Yaakov have had this showdown. And Lavan now says, oh, let's make a covenant between us. We, and, and it should be a, a, a testimony to the two, to, two of us. Yaakov takes a stone and he st- sets it up as a as a pillar. It should be noticed that Yaakov seems to deal with stones a lot. There's lots of stones in Yaakov in his life. The stone and the stones under his head at the beginning of the parasha. The stones he made into the into the matzeva. The stone he rolls off the well. That he has another stone again. Stones seem to be a play an important role. And in, in fact, he's called Evan Yisrael. Worthwhile thinking about. Um, but um, in the meantime, what is interesting over here is. Um, um, is the following? He he makes it into this into the standing stone, and uh, he says, "Let's let's make it into a pile of, a pile of stones around this." And that's what they do. They make it into a pile, and Davon calls it um, Yagar Sadusa, which is a uh, Aramaic word, which Yaakov calls Gal Aid, a pile which is a witness. It's going to be a testimony. So Lavan says, "This is going to be a witness, a testimony," and that's why it's called Gal Gal Aid. And he says the following, um, that if you will in any way afflict my daughters, if you will, if you will marry other women other than my daughters, then either this, this covenant is reneged. So he's look, try, looking to try to assure that Yaakov will take care of his daughters. And then Lavan says to, to Yaakov, this is going to also be a pillar that we're not going to uh, go past it in either direction. So you're not going to come to attack me. I'm not going to come to attack you. This will be the marker between Armenia and, and Canaan and the Hebrews where your land is as well. So I'm going to swear to you, says Lavan, by the God, uh, the God of uh, Abraham and Nachar, and um, who should be the testimony. And um, Yaakov swears by the Pachad Yitzhak of Eva, the fear of his father Yitzhak. They they bring sacrifices and they they all, they, they shecht, um, and the livestock and they start eating. They eat bread there. He sits with his brothers and he eats um, eats by, on the side of the mountain in the morning. Lavan kisses his daughter, sons and daughters and blesses them and off he goes to his place. Yaakov starts going on his way and he encounters Malachi Elohim, the angels of God, and he says, this is a camp of God or a power of Hashem. And he calls this place the encampment. A few basic questions. Number one is, why does Lavan want a covenant all of a sudden? Why does the, the, the conversation change around? So the Ramban says it's continuing from the previous discussion in the, the last point of the last Aliyah, which is that he was suddenly overcome with mercy over his daughters. So he's overcome with mercy. However, the Ksava Kabbalah of Mecklenburg says, we shouldn't have such favorable interpretations of this crook. That's not what he was intending. The reason why he was doing this was because he was a bad person. And what he wanted to do was he wanted to, he wanted to essentially say, you know what? I didn't come here for attrition. I didn't come here to attack you. I didn't come here to hunt you down or to make accusations. I just wanted to create a peace, a peace alliance. Why, why are you getting so hot under the collar, Yaakov? Why are you getting so upset now? All I wanted was peace. And so that's what he's asking over here. So he's changing the tune to make it seem like he was this great diplomat. We see this many, many times, unfortunately, in Jewish history. Now he's this, he's this moral, um, you know, upstanding citizen just looking for peace. So that, that's what's going on over here, which is, again, a change of tune, just speaking to the manipulative character of Lohan himself. Now, why is this pillar called Aramaic? It's interesting, you don't have so many Aramaic words in the Torah. 
But this is one of the word times the Torah includes a word of another language. Yagar Sadusa is a Yagar Sadusa is a Aramaic word. It is the translation of a gal aid. Um, so why is that? So the Ksavakabon Rayakosi Mecklenburg does point out that the word Yagar Sadusa is in fact also related to certain immoral words in the Aramaic dictionary. And so he wanted to, Yaakov, although Lavan called it Yagar Sadusa, Yaakov corrected and called it Gal Eid, which is, just means a, a pile of, te- which is a testimony, and therefore avoiding all the moral implications or spin-offs that you may have as well. And um, the Malvim says, no, it was actually just bilateral, meaning Yaakov called it his language in Hebrew, and Lavan called it in his language, Aramaic, but they needed to have both languages because that's how they made the covenant. You'll notice something interesting, that Yaakov does not swear based on the, the, the gods of um, Abraham and Nachor, as Lavan does. Why not? So the Bechor Shor says, Pachad Yitzhak, what, is, what does it mean, the fear of Yitzhak, by which he swears? Pachad Yitzhak refers to the idea that it references the Akeda, the Zuchus of the Akeda, where Yitzhak was face, facing fear. The Chizkuni says that it refers to the fear Yaakov Yitzhak experienced when the brachos were being taken and how Yitzhak would, would do anything to protect the legitimacy of those brachos in the future. That's, those, that's what the pacha, the fear of Yitzhak can mean. However, the Haim Ekdara says the reason why he evoked Yitzhak more than Avraham was for a very simple reason. Avraham was an ish chesed. He was a man of kindness. You know, sometimes people who are very kind are not very good judges. Because they're so kind, they're so happy, and they, 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 they're, they're willing to just let things, you know, let, let, let the dead, dead dogs lie and not, not, not take umbrage against uh, moral, moral problems. So he, he wanted to evoke Yitzhak as a man of din, of justice. So when Lavan says, let's make this, this bilateral alliance, Yaakov says, oh yes, I'm going to make it by the Pachad Yitzhak, by my father who is the middle of Gevura, because if you dare cross this, you will face the wrath of, uh, of the Pachad Yitzhak. That's why he used this. That's what the Hayemek Dover says as well. Now, who are these brothers of Yaakov? It says he ate with his brothers. Yaakov doesn't have any brothers here. Esav is not here. So Rashi says this refers to the friends of Lavon. The Shadal says this refers to the brothers of Lavon. And the, Ram, the Radak points out that this is obviously a sign of kinship, that he's now sitting and eating with all of Lavon's folks as well. One interesting question which is worth asking is, is was this covenant actually kept? in terms of history. Was this covenant between Lavan and Yaakov kept? So it, there is a fascinating comment which is made, and this is if you go to the end of Melachim out of Perak Chof Beis, yes, we learn Nach too, um, and that is is that we hear about during the days of Yehoshaphat and Achav that there is an alliance made between Israel and Yehuda to go and fight Aram. And what is interesting about this is why is it that Achav and Yehoshaphat, or Achav is trying to get Yehoshaphat to attack um, he, um, the, the area of Aram, he says, Kilonu Ramois Gilad. We own the Ramois Gilad, the, the, the heights of Gilad, this area. The Chida actually quote, um, is quoted on this, uh, on this period, Pasuk in Melachim, and he says, Ki Gilad hechzik bo Yaakov avinu alav ashalam, v'aramois meshuchim umuchzakim acharei ha'ir v'lakchum ha'umois v'shilonuhi. The claim that Achav had made is that really, um, this area belonged on our side of the Galaid. The, the area of Ramot Gilad, which is the Transjordan East Bank area, belongs on our side of this alliance. The fact that the Armenians, the, the Aram at this point, uh, um, was, w- uh, was taking this territory was an infringement on this deal between Yaakov 
and love on. So this is centuries later where this is still seen to be an accepted territorial divide, which is fascinating. This is an application of what is being said in our Aliyah. Finally, one last question with this, we close the Aliyah and the Parsha, and that is, who are these angels that he meets? Why here? Rashi explains it's the exchange of angels. The angels of Israel are now coming back and the angels of Chutzlaritz are departing. What you see from here is an incredible parallel. This is directly parallel as Rashi understands the beginning of the parasha. Why he sees angels going up and down the ladder at the beginning? Why are they going up and down? Because as Rashi explains there, the Malachim of Eretz Israel are going up. The Malachim of Chutzlaritz are coming down. Now it's the exchange, which means that this in fact is the bookend of the parasha. That's why well, it says in the, the same words, The angels met him. Same word as Yaakov, at the beginning of the parasha. That means that the parasha's Vayetzeh is one, one long book with bookends which are parallel to each other. This is the parasha of Yaakov Avinu being out, Vayetzeh, which is why as he leaves, the angels leave him and are replaced. And when he comes back from being out, that's when the angels switch again, which is why this, par this parasha forms one specific unit, what it means to be out. With this, we close the Aliyah and the Parsha. Have a wonderful, meaningful day and a special Shabbos ahead.